0: the state of texas is one of the most iconic and influential states in the entire u.s because of that it is world renowned for its status in fact texas is the second most populous state in the country with 30 million citizens and it's also the second largest in terms of land containing over 268,000 square miles which is larger than most nations in the world today from the hot climate tough terrain it's self-sufficient people and long illustrious history, Texan culture is exported all across the world in popular culture just as much, if not more, than some of the material products it produces. The culture of this distinguished territory was forged after years of exploration settlement conflict defeat triumph and reconciliation resulting in the texas we know and love today the intricacies of texan society can be seen across the board in things like cultural mannerisms attitudes foods film music art fashion and even political ideologies but One area where it is very easy to see the mark of Texas is in its architecture. By taking a simple walk through some of the biggest and busiest cities, you'll quickly notice that the manner and style in which their structures have been built are enriched by what makes Texas, Texas the Lone Star State has a vast array of famous buildings from historic sites such as the Alamo to cloud-piercing skyscrapers like JP Morgan Chase Tower or Heritage Plaza the list goes on well all of these structures are beautiful and emblematic in their own right one inevitable question arises from us citizens who are often looking up from below and that question is what's on the rooftop today we discover the rooftops of texas's most famous buildings i'm your host ryan socash and you're watching it's history understand and see why these buildings were created one must first be aware of texan culture which is of course derived from the state's rather eventful history While texas currently is a massive state both in terms of population and land it was not always like this Prior to European exploration, the land that is now Texas was inhabited by several Native American tribes. Then, over the next 200 years, many Spanish expeditions traversed the land and settlements were built, most famously San Antonio. A military base and the alamo a mission buildings for christian missionaries to live and operate but once the 13 british colonies in north america became independent the united states of america was born Many Americans then settled in Texas, especially after the US expanded her borders with the Louisiana territory, giving Texas a direct border. And it was officially a territory belonging to the Viceroyalty of New Spain. In 1821, the region would gain their own sovereignty after a decade long war of independence giving birth to the brand-new nation of Mexico, with Texas being one of the northeastern provinces. The honeymoon period would not last long, and soon chaos would engulf the young country. Ran from the capital of Mexico City, many citizens from the far-reaching regions grew disillusioned with the central government, which they viewed as independent yet tyrannical texas was one of these territories and coupled with a culture that they felt was distinct from mexico itself a provisional government was formed and texas declared independence in the year of 1836 Led by Texan heroes such as Sam Houston and Stefan Austin, both of whom would have cities named after them, Texas defeated Mexico in their own war for independence and remained a sovereign nation for nearly 10 years. Within the next decade, however, economic concerns and fledgling border security became such large issues that the nation could not survive on its own, and Texas voted to be annexed by the U.S. officially becoming an American territory in 1846 this act was one of the underlying motives behind the mexican-american war as mexico still claimed ownership of the land but after the war which resulted in yet another defeat and humiliation mexico officially surrendered all claims to texas During the Civil War and following dark period in American history, Texas joined the Confederacy, though this action was controversial as many Texans actually did not agree. But following the war and Reconstruction, Texas was readmitted into the Union by 1870. Then, as a state, Texas expanded in terms of economic power and population size due to the Industrial Revolution fueling. American innovation together with the large amount of natural resources within the state. So the architecture of Texas heavily reflects its history and culture as a combination of many things, which has since developed a new hybrid culture within itself. In many traditional structures in Texas, you can see the imprint of Spanish, Mexican, and Native American culture, as well as touches from the American South. These are also seen in the names of towns, roads, and cities, which are often Spanish names with religious connotations or surnames of Texans of German-American descent. This mirrors the Texan religious culture itself, which is largely a combination of English and German Protestantism mixed with Spanish Catholicism. As for the impact on architecture, many of the first buildings ever constructed in the state were Spanish missions, chapels, churches, military forts, and small towns with their initial purpose being to spread Christianity, as well as defeat the Spanish territory. These structures were made out of adobe, a specific type of dry clay, and many of the buildings still stand today with mission-style architecture becoming a popular aesthetic across the entire Southwest in both the U.S. and Mexico. So now that we've got a grasp on the context, let's explore these famous buildings and find out what's on their rooftops. The most famous building in Texas is no doubt the Alamo, an old Spanish mission that was the site of a famous battle in the Texan War for Independence. The Alamo is a staple of Texas life and society. It is featured in a wide range of media, for example, war movies like John Wayne's The Alamo, to family comedies like Pee Wee's Big Adventure, or songs like Marty Robbins' famous Ballad of the Alamo and its name is used in over 600 businesses in San Antonio the building itself was originally built all the way back in 1716 as a small chapel for the Franciscan order but after about a century of use it was eventually left abandoned the chapel was then repurposed into a fort by the spanish military and it was here that the alamo got its current name as the nickname came from the surrounding cottonwood trees in the area meanwhile in the rest of texas during the 1830s turmoil rained down upon the new government as said before the citizens of texas felt that they had been neglected and oppressed by the central government far away in Mexico City then Texas formally declared independence from Mexico on March the 2nd 1836 in one of the first actions in their push of revolution a group of Texan volunteer soldiers kicked the Mexican garrison out of San Antonio and then fortified the Alamo which was on the outskirts of the city Mexico then responded by redeploying more soldiers to quell the rebellion and the low number of troops among the Texan volunteers meant that they had to retreat from San Antonio yet a small band of soldiers chose to remain and defend the Alamo in an act of defiance against Mexico's central government under the famous Mexican general and president Antonio Lopez de Santa Ana a force of around 5,000 men arrived outside the city and ordered the Texans at the Alamo to surrender under the command of Colonel Jim Bowie and Lieutenant Colonel William Travis the Texans ref- refused to stand down and vowed to defend their land with their lives the Alamo was then besieged and what would ensue would be a spirited display of courage that inspired the whole nation despite numbering only 185 men the Texans held out for 13 days with no reinforcements or resupply but then on the final day santa anna's men broke through a wall surrounding the courtyard and stormed the compound killing every single texan soldier while the alamo was eventually lost the texans fought valiantly and were able to inflict heavy casualties on the larger mexican force which ended up as a moral victory in the end the rallying cry remember the alamo pushed texas to victory in the battle of san jacinto only a month later where santa anna and his army were captured and he was forced to surrender securing texan independence after texas became an american territory the alamo was then used to hold u.s troops and supplies until 1883 when it was purchased by the state within the next few decades the woman's organization daughters of the republic of texas managed the building and it was restored and then declared a historic site As recently as 2015, the Alamo was declared a UNESCO World Heritage Site. Nowadays, it stands as a museum where tourists can come and revisit the places where Texan independence was forged in blood, stone, and lead. The Alamo itself is a relatively small rectangular building constructed with the New World Spanish ecclesiastic style of architecture, a style that emphasized stone churches, missions, chapels, and military forts. Similar types of buildings can be found standing today in many former Spanish colonies, such such as Cuba, Panama, Bolivia, the Philippines, Peru, and Chile. The Alamo in particular is built of limestone walls and its entrance is lined with stone columns and massive wooden doors. However, the Alamo overall and specifically its rooftop looked very different at the time of the famous battle than it does today. When it was first built it was originally supposed to be a beautifully stunning three-story building with an extravagant dome roof two bell towers a choir loft and a barrel vaulted roof on the interior as well as statues of four different saints But unfortunately the harsh climate made construction extremely difficult and the building was never completed according to plan after a hurricane knocked down the complex it was rebuilt in the 1740s and 50s with the bell towers and barrel vaulted roof finally included but soon after the building collapsed again and this time only the main hall was repaired which is how the alamo remained until the time of the famous siege in many dramatizations of the battle of the Alamo. such as paintings, posters, and movies, Texan soldiers are often depicted on the top of a curved roof using a perched position as a sniper's nest to fire upon the onslaught of oncoming Mexican troops. This is actually totally inaccurate though, as the Alamo's curved roof, which became known as the Hump did not exist back in 1836. The hump is one of the most defining characteristics of this building's portrayal, which is so essential to Texan culture. For example, it's found on the seal and flag of San Antonio and many businesses that use the Alamo's likeness. It's even where the San Antonio sports venue, the Valero Alamo Bowl, gets its name. In reality, the Alamo did not even have a rooftop at the time of the legendary battle due to the building being left in disrepair for for so long. But when you fast forward several decades, the Alamo finally got its roof replaced in the late 1800s when the US Army wanted to use the compound as a supply depot, and obviously a roof was needed to protect the materials being stored inside. A pitched roof would have been the easiest and cheapest option to construct, but it would have looked rather awkward with the shape of the front of the building, so the architects compromised and built a curved roof, which gave birth to the hump. Then, over the years, as the Alamo was restored several times, it just became assumed that its famous hump was always on the rooftop. While not as memorable as the Alamo, the Texas Capitol building which stands in downtown Austin is an iconic image of Texan culture and can be seen from various parts of the city due to its immense design. However, the building that exists there now is not the original Capitol. In fact, the first Capitol building used to be a log cabin with only a few rooms back in the 1830s and 40s when Texas was an independent nation. But then when Texas became an American territory, a A new Capitol building, a much larger domed limestone structure, was built instead. Over time, the state government had actually planned to rebuild the Capitol yet again this time into an even larger and more improved design when conveniently the old capital burnt down in an accidental fire in 1881 providing the perfect opportunity to rebuild after the fire plans for a new capital were accelerated and a contest was held for the best design a detroit architect by the name of elijah e myers won the contest and was rewarded 1700 dollars this design employed neoclassical architecture style, an aesthetic that takes inspiration from classical ancient Greek and Roman culture. This is also the same style that many U.S. government buildings have. In fact, the current Texas Capitol looks very similar to the U.S. Capitol, as they both share a dome on the top of a complex with a rectangular base. Texas's Capitol building is slightly taller than the U.S. Capitol, though, standing at 302 feet tall tall and containing over 400 rooms, the Texas Capitol is actually the tallest Capitol building in the US and was at one point the tallest building in Austin however the biggest difference between the Texas Capitol and the similarly built US Capitol is the reddish orange color which Beautifully reflects sunsets in Austin. This color is thanks to the fact that builders decided to use red granite instead of limestone. So, what's on top of the building? Well, the most distinguishable feature of the Texas Capitol is the dome, which sits on top of the building. The interior of the dome is an exquisite cyclical design of windows which let in sunlight that reflects off the white walls. If you were to stand in the middle and look up directly at the dome's interior, you would see a Lone Star right in the center the symbol of Texas now on the exterior of the Dome stands the goddess of Liberty statue which was also designed by Myers the goddess of Liberty statue was inspired by the Greek goddess of Athena and these types of statues were very popular at the time the statue itself is supposed to stand as a reminder of the values of truth art and justice built of iron and zinc The goddess of liberty stood 16 feet tall and looked over the texas capital for almost 100 years then in 1986 the statue had deteriorated due to the natural conditions after nearly a century of careful vigilance it was taken down and replaced by a replica with the original being moved to austin's bullock texas state history museum where it remains to this day now let's move on to something more modern the title of the tallest building in Texas currently belongs to the JP Morgan Chase Tower which used to be called the Texas Commerce Tower standing at 1002 feet tall and holding 72 floors the JP Morgan Chase Tower is both the tallest building in Houston and in all of Texas furthermore it was also the tallest building west of the Mississippi River until Los Angeles's Liberty Tower was built in 1990, which is a mere 16 feet higher. This building was constructed in downtown Houston in an open spot where the Uptown Theater used to stand until it was taken down in 1965. But how did it come to be? Well, in the late 1970s, as the oil industry continued to grow in the Gulf states, the Texas Commerce Bank partnered with a Saudi billionaire, and part of their union was the construction of the Texas Commerce Tower. Nowadays, the current name of J.P. Morgan Chase Tower comes from J.P. Morgan Bank, who owns several floors of the office space and recently received naming rights. The tower was designed by architectural firm I.M. pay and Partners and built by the Turner Construction Company, completed in 1982. The design of the tower makes it particularly unique given that it is the tallest granite clad structure in the world, with the entirety of its exterior being covered in light gray granite and dual glass. The JP Morgan Chase Tower is also a five sided structure rather than the usual four making it the tallest five-sided building in the world the complex is also connected to Houston's subterranean tunnel system which are a collection of underground pedestrian walkways made to save people on foot the trip under the hot sun with this connection people who work in the JP Morgan Chase Tower can easily walk right into the building directly from the tunnels the Plaza outside the building is also important as many key events are held there well not at the very top the jp morgan tower does have an observation deck called the sky lobby on the 60th floor from here tourists are given a 360 degree view of houston from massive 13-foot windows where the entire metro area the river and even faraway highways are visible. The rooftop itself is cluttered with an array of technical equipment, but what I find to be particularly eerie about this rooftop is the way that the fifth side of the building slants with the blue glass windows and imagining what a bizarre, if not dangerous, task it must be to clean them. While the JP Morgan Chase Tower is currently the tallest building in Texas, That may no longer be the case once Austin's new super tall tower is finished within the next few years. To be a super tall building, a structure must be at least 984 feet tall. And at the moment, the city of Austin does not have any super tall buildings, making this future venture the first. With the Lincoln Property Company and Carroll Residential at the helm, this new building is set to stand on 98 Red Street, with construction slated to begin within the next few months. As the city of Austin is experiencing a period of mass construction, with many new skyscrapers being built. The plans are still in their developmental stage, but it is estimated that the tower will cost around $520 million. It is also intended that the building will be over 1,000 feet tall, most likely in the range of 1,022 to 1,334 feet, and it will also have 350 apartments, 250 hotel rooms, and 686,000 square feet of office space then when it's finished most likely in 2027 it will be much taller than the 690 foot high six and guadalupe tower making it the tallest building in austin and taller than the aforementioned 1002 foot tall J.P. Morgan chase tower formally making it the tallest building in all of texas all the project needs is austin's official building permit and then construction will be underway and soon the official name size and other details will be finalized the construction of this new super tall tower is also a part of the ongoing architecture arms race between austin and houston where the two cities are constantly competing to build the biggest and tallest buildings through concept art such as blueprints we can see that the roof of austin's new super tall tower will also be particularly unique judging by these early plans it looks like the roof is intended to have a slanted top similar to that of the crane communications building in Chicago though the angle is not as deep the side with the slant facing down will be pointing away from the Colorado River leaving a massive observation deck or lounge for residents facing the river with a guaranteed awe-inspiring view while these plans sound pleasant we will have to wait and see how it will actually turn out The Houston downtown is the crown jewel of the city, and it's often cited as the most tranquil and historic area. Fittingly so, right in the heart of downtown is the beautifully designed Heritage Plaza, a unique building that stands out among Houston's skyline. Along with its eye-catching design, the Heritage Plaza is the fifth tallest building in Houston and the eighth tallest in all of Texas, with 53 floors and a total height of 760. 62 feet compared to most iconic skyscrapers around the country Heritage Plaza is relatively new with construction being completed in 1987. however this tower did essentially mark an end to an era as it was the last high-rise office building constructed before Texas experienced an economic downturn in the 1980s and 1990s in real estate banking and even oil sectors As a result, many floors of this magnificent building actually remained vacant for years after it was finished. In fact, it wasn't until the mid-2000s that the majority of the office space was put to use thanks to the energy company eog resources who moved into the building since the very beginning though the most prominent resident of the heritage plaza has been the oil company texaco with this tower standing as the company's headquarters then in 2001 it also became headquarters for chevron texaco a multinational corporation since the late 2000s heritage plaza has also been home to a networking company who currently holds the most amount of office space in the building what makes heritage plaza so stunningly unique however is the design which is heavily inspired by mayan architecture in particular, the building is supposed to resemble that of a Mayan pyramid. The head architect of this project, mohammed Nassar, said that he was motivated to make this design after he went on vacation to Mexico, which contains many ruins of Mayan civilization. Sitting on top of the tower is a Mayan crown, meant to look like a bald eagle with the white center symbolizing the head, while the cascading navy columns symbolize cloaked wings. Another one of Texas's most iconic landmarks but one that is not a historic site or a skyscraper is the reunion observational tower in dallas originally a freestanding structure the tower is now part of a larger surrounding hyatt hotel complex finished in 1978 this tower was part of an overreaching development program in the reunion district the western part of downtown dallas this project also saw the construction of several train stations and airports as well you <laughs> The Reunion Tower is a slender tower that contains three circular floors in between long concrete support shafts. In order to climb upwards, there are a series of staircases as well as multiple elevators that traverse the tower. When taking one of these elevators, the exterior walls are made of glass, allowing the passenger to witness the whole journey in the air. The Reunion Tower also houses the KRLDFM 105. 3 radio station and there is a restaurant called 560 on the top floor this tower is also about 1000 feet from Dealy plaza the place where president john f kennedy was assassinated on november the 22nd 1963 meaning that tourists can directly see the site of that national tragedy but with that being said the most iconic part of reunion tower is the spherical observation deck on the top floor in fact this is where the reunion tower gets its nickname the ball perched on top of the tower is a globe that is illuminated with 259 custom-made LED lights which glow throughout the night and can be seen all throughout Dallas the top floor is also where the restaurant is located as well as the famous observation deck called the geodeck one interesting feature about the globe is that it slowly rotates allowing tourists to get a view of Dallas without even having to move Overall, Texas is no doubt one of the most prominent, iconic, and distinctive states in the entire country. A big part of what makes Texas so exceptional is the expansive culture that encompasses influences from Spain, Mexico, the American South, and Native American tribes all blending into a culture of its own. This can be beautifully seen in Texan architecture as each of these aspects have an opportunity to emerge and shine exploring the rooftops of texas's most famous buildings is a long journey but one that does not disappoint whether it be a mayan crown on top of heritage plaza an observational deck offering a perfect view of the colorado river from austin's upcoming super tall tower the goddess of liberty atop the capitol building a glowing globe that rotates like on the reunion tower or even the alamo which lacked a roof during the battle which defined its legacy you see what lays on top of each of these iconic buildings share a deep and interesting history just like the rest of texan architecture itself and as this is our first texas video hit that subscribe button to let us know if we should produce more videos about the lone star state and definitely don't miss our video about seattle's underground world Until next time, this is Ryan Sokash signing off.